and every team has like a jobs and specifications. So I grew up in that kind of system, right? So yeah, at, at that kind of young age, you get to see, oh, like, you know, how can you interact with people, right? Because I see, like now, I see leadership as just how, the art of working with people or like, you know, understanding them and relating to them, right? It's just, because if you can't relate to whoever you are supposed to be leading, you would never lead them. Right, right yeah, um, right. Welcome to the AOU podcast, where we speak about entrepreneurial leadership in Africa. Um, I guess today's Hussam, Hamdi, Hamdi, sorry. Um, Maybe he can introduce himself and tell us a bit more about what he's done, what he does, um, his entrepreneurial leadership journey, and some of the accomplishments that you've achieved, because I'm seeing quite a number of accolades here. And, you know, as usual on this show, we do the most with our guests. There are people who have done great things and are doing hard things. And yeah, welcome. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. It's definitely a pleasure to be part of this podcast. Yay. Uh, so just a quick introduction. I'm Hassan Hamdi from Egypt. Mm-hmm. I am a senior at, AL, at ALC, so I'm, I'm yet to graduate in February. So yes, we're getting there finally after four years. <laughs> um, yeah, I am uh, within ALU. I'm the like the lead organizer for TEDx ALC. So right. over three editions since ALC started, right. myself and my team we put together the show from day one, and like right now our videos or like our talks so far are being viewed by almost like half a million people globally. Right? Oh, that's so, really impressive. Yeah, yeah definitely, de- definitely a lot of work. But we since since we came here, we saw a value of, of like spreading like inspiring ideas. And and we saw TEDx as a like a, as a great platform for for us to take ownership of and develop. Right. I'm also an Obama Foundation fellow uh, from the first cohort of 2018. Right. I'm a Tony fellow by um, Foundation Nigeria. Um, yeah, I, I like HSBC, HSBC is the HSBC business case competition for people on campus. You you might have heard about it. So right. Myself and my team, we were the first team to take it on as part of our experience in ALC and. We won the national competition in Mauritius. Look at you, yeah. pioneer. You know, <laughs> I, I believe like it's part of it's part of like what it means to be at ALC, right? It's just you get to that you get to do what like you get to do the most of this experience, right? right? You know, whatever whatever you're taking in the classroom shouldn't define what you can do outside because there is so much out there. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, HSBC. We went to Hong Kong, competed at, at the highest levels of the top universities globally. Right. Uh, we were part of the top ten teams uh, out of. 25 teams competed in the global level of like 25 countries. So that was like a massive testament to the kind of caliber of, of innovative ideas that like students from the university can produce on that level. That is yeah. insane. That is a whole report of yeah, just yeah, accomplishments uh, upon accomplishments. Some of them, you know, we can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. just the that's just the start. Yeah, yeah. We haven't really di- we haven't really, we haven't really dived into <laughs> Whatever it is that you're really, really yeah. made of. All right. Well, tell us a bit more about your um, entrepreneurial leadership journey. Sure. Right. So um, I guess like for me, leadership started at a very young age of seven when I was part of the scout the scouting team. Scouting I don't movements. hear that often, but you know? okay. Carry yeah. On. And, and the thing is that you don't know it when you're doing it. Yeah. But like after a while, when you start realizing, oh, this is what leadership is. This is what entrepreneurship is. Right. So, yeah. oh, actually, I'm, I've been doing this for a while now. You know, but yeah, it's basically just started by me being like a, so scouts, basically you become part of a team, you learn all of the basic, you know, life skills from, you know, how to use, like how to build stuff from wood and ropes, how to camp in, in, in areas, how to go on trips, 
how to use sun for navigation. It's just yeah. some like very basic like life skills, but it's very valuable at that, that, that kind mm-hmm. of an age, right? But it also teaches you how to work in teams, right? So once you start, you're being put of a, in a team of seven and you get to be part of a troop, of a, pat- of a, of a bigger team. Right. So like, and every team has like a job and specifications. So I grew up in that kind of system, right? So yeah, at, at that kind of young age, you get to see, oh, like, you know, how can you interact with people, right? Because I see, like now, I see leadership as just how the art of working with people or like, you know, understanding them and relating to them, mm-hmm. right? It's just... Because if you can't relate to whoever you are supposed to be leading, you would never lead them, right? Right, yeah, um, right. So yeah, this is leadership. And since then, it kept developing, right? After a while of, of being just like, you know, part of a team. I saw, actually, you know, now I've, I've got some experience. I would like to step up and I would like to actually lead a team. And then by taking this initiative, you see, oh, I, it's not just about like taking initiative within a team. Right. But then I can actually, you know, come up with a new idea and bring new teams together, right? And this is where leadership and entrepreneurship come together, right? It's just this sense of initiative that you are stepping up to lead the people, but for you to lead them, you need to, you need to add a value. You need to bring something new to the table. Right, right. yeah. And yeah, uh, I, went in, in, I, I went through different stages of development, but definitely the most impactful was going to ALA, African Leadership Academy in South Africa, mm. for two years. Okay. 2013, 2015, they're definitely... So was, it like, was yeah. it like a A-levels type situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ALA, for those who don't know, it's an academy in South Africa. It's a, almost a cornerstone of the AL group, right? Where they bring in together the top 100, 120 students from right. across Africa. Yeah. For two years, really intensive. You do all like A-levels Cambridge, but they have, they develop like curriculums for two years around entrepreneurial leadership, right? Mm. So they really, like they start by like you... Growing your self-awareness, right? Because before you lead others, you need to lead yourself, right? right. So this is they spend like solid three, four months with you to develop who you are and getting to un- to understand what is your red buttons, you know, why, like what what triggers you and like how can you control your emotions and you know what makes you happy, what distracts you, right? and then they keep developing you. Okay, now you know yourself. How can you lead others? And then how can you be an entrepreneur? How can you see an opportunity and turn it into a sustainable business? Right. right. Uh, so ALA was definitely like it was an acceleration hub for for my leadership because like journey so far. That is so crazy because yeah. that goes really well with the topic of the day. Okay. Um, we're talking about leading self, yeah. um, specifically self awareness. Yeah. Really <laughs> highlighted how much self awareness that you have within yeah. yourself, and you know you highlight um, before you lead others, you need to be able to yeah. lead yourself. So, how are some of the ways that you've been able to lead self um, yeah. based on yeah. how you've built your self-awareness? Like, how, how, yeah. how, have you, how have you been able to identify your weaknesses yeah. and your strengths? I, I would say, let me start by saying, like, the self-discovery journey, it's not an easy one. Right? It's quite rocky. It, it, it's must really be, yeah. hard. And the thing is, the tricky part is, like, you'd spend time, right, actually, de- de- like, delving down and, and, okay, now I understand myself. And like literally a few months or a year down the line, something happens. Oh, I have no clue who I am or what, like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Right. So it's, 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 I would say it's like, it's a constant cycles of like, like getting a grasp of who you are, but then you are developing as well. You are, you know, changing like for like, uh, depending on where you are. So like, it's a continuous process of understanding yourself. Right. And I would say one of the critical, you know, um, methods for this to be done is self-reflection. Right. It's an easy thing. Everyone says it, but like, it's really helpful. Right. Like a practical example, right? So last year, at the same time, so December last year, okay. I was stuck here on campus in Mauritius, right? Everyone was <laughs> back it home. It like it's a bad thing. It, 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 it's not the best, but yeah. definitely not the worst, but definitely <laughs> not the best as well, right? So, uh, yeah, basically, like it was me maybe and 20, 
25 more students literally right. for like six weeks on campus. And like yeah. you had nothing to do because everyone is on holidays. Like there is no work, there is no studies. Like you can go watch all of the series on YouTube, but like you get tired, right? Yeah. And as much as I hated this initially, but like it's really hard nowadays for you to get time for yourself. Like with no phone, there is no social media, no distractions, but like you and yourself, right? Very true, yeah. And that month, it was one of the most like self-discovery revealing moments that I had because like you, you literally, you had nowhere to run away from yourself. Right. You had to confront all of your fears, all of your assumptions, all of your aspirations and kind of decide what kind of life do you want to, 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 to live, right? right? So I would what say... Were, what were some of your fears in the process of all that? Oh, uh, yeah, not like, because, so since, as all of like, all of the track records that we have just, you know, narrated is right. like, there is an expectation that, okay, I like, I would be doing something like outstanding in the future, right? But like there's always this fear that you're not that you're not good enough, right? It, right. It, it definitely ties in like in uh, in imposter syndrome and it ties in like a lot of stuff. But trying to pick up a life that I want to live, right? Yeah. Because some people, like every one of us, are at different parts of your journey. But like you can see the tra- the trajectory that you're on, right? Yeah. And that, that the one that I'm on, we're always constantly constantly being faced by two choices, right? You can go for the easy choice, right? You can go work for a big company. Not necessarily is easy, but like you can go work for a company, yeah. you know, make the money, live a decent life, and you're and good. Be comfortable, in and it's fine. You know, yeah. there is nothing wrong with that, exactly, right? Yeah. Or you can be outlandish and like pursue unpredictable paths and and keep going for places that you never expected you would go, right? But that choice as well, it it requires a lot of sacrifice because it's highly unstable, right? So if you're looking for stability at your life, that path is like you have to. You know, to let go of the stability that you're looking for yeah. and to go for, you know, for that path because you see by taking these risks, you can actually, you know, get to wherever you want to go, right? All right, so that that must have been a very um, stressful situation to yeah. be in. So yeah. how exactly do you maneuver around it? I would say definitely trying to, like, make up your priorities, right? What do you really care about, right? A question that I keep asking myself and ask people around me is, like, if you wake up tomorrow having all of the money that you ever wish in your bank, right. what would you do? Would you still do what you're doing? Right? It's never enough regardless. But like, let's, say, let's say that you have like a $10 million. Like, whatever, you, like, whatever you're going to be earning in a, in a, in a decent, you know, uh, job, if yeah. you're working, I don't know, for, for a top consulting firm, mm-hmm. right? Like 10, 10 years salaries, how would you spend your life? Would you still do what you're doing today or what would you change? Definitely. Because once you think of it, you can see, oh, actually... I don't care what I'm, do- what I'm doing right now. There's right. something else that I want to explore. Right? right, yeah. And like the thing is, even what you think you want to do might not be the thing, right? But you would yeah. only know it once you, once you do it, right? Exactly. So, yeah, it, it, it's a, a bit gem. tricky. Yeah. Gem drop on this podcast <laughs> right here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, you met Barack Obama. Yeah. How yeah, was that right. experience? It, it was outstanding, right? So, this is how it started, right? Yeah. So twenty late twenty seventeen, I saw like Obama Foundation coming up. All they were looking for African leaders to apply for this program. Right. right. Uh, there was no details about it. Right. We only knew the dates and the country, South Africa. This is where the program was going to take place. Okay. We had no clue what's happening. Right. Yeah. So I applied. I applied in like March ish. Uh, I we got accepted like in in May, and then the event is in July. Right. Even after we got accepted, we had no idea, like, the program, the agenda, where What's in South Africa. On, yeah. It's only, like, a few, maybe two, three weeks, I get, like, a newsletter saying, like, not even saying the location, but showing a camp, like, showing a picture <laughs> of the place. Oh, this is ALA. Like, so, the One Foundation Summit is happening in ALA. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. You know, <laughs> when I looked at it, definitely that makes sense. 
but like it was only me I knew the place because like I went there right but for yeah. everyone else from across Africa they had no clue about it yeah uh, but yeah so a few days like once it's only once once we arrived there they gave, they gave us a booklet they gave us okay so this is the speakers it was an outstanding line of speakers right, right. we had like local figures you had Aleko Dangoti you had Mo Ibrahim you had uh, Grasa Marshall you had uh, Kofi Annan before he passed away Right. Oh. There is like a, like literally like people that you only hear about. You like, you get to see them and yeah, learn from them here. Person. Yeah, that must have been an out of body. Oh, it, it would be. And and the thing is, the thing is like so. The, the, they chose like two hundred young leaders from across Africa. Right. And like when we were there, like one of the moderators was saying as an opening statement, oh, you know, like the average age of this group is pretty young. It's thirty one, and like. I was thinking, guys, I'm 22. Yeah, what's like, going on? <laughs> you know, it just it just sets the tone of like like of, of the gravity of where you are and like right. the kind of people that you're surrounded with, right? And it just reminds you of like all of the challenges that you have went through. It, it's leading somewhere, right? So yeah. as much as it's scary to keep going this way, but just trust the, the system, process, trust yeah. the process. You know, yeah. it, it will take you where you need to go, right? But yeah, and it's only on the final day, uh, Barack Obama came in. It was after the Nelson Mandela like. Uh, hundredth um, celebration and then uh, he came in in the auditorium everyone was just like phones out and it was crazy secure like we were right. not allowed to do like we were, we were entered into we went into the auditorium at like 9 30 a.m right and we we're not allowed to get out until he left the prime like the entire unit, like campus yeah uh, but yeah it, it was amazing it was amazing to see him and and to listen to all of the all of the advice that he had, especially around politics in Africa, right. about like stepping up and grassroots movement and, and seeing, you know, the importance that like we shouldn't shy away from politics as much as it might be the most scary and the most you know un uh, prestigious kind of jobs. But right. like someone needs to do it, right? And it, it, it like if it's not us as uh, you know people who have good education, have good access to networks and, and resources, who would it be, right? So we need to step up to own this, and and this is part of my plan at some point. Over the next ten years, I want to step up into politics in Egypt. Right? Really? Yeah, yeah. What, like, you know, what, 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 what position are you aspiring to be at? Yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. You know, <laughs> because we have some interesting dynamics in Egypt. Uh, but yeah, over the highest levels, because like the thing is, coming like I cho- I, I deliberately chose to be to stay within Africa after ALA, right? right. Because I could have easily traveled abroad. But to the, the US. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. And I had the options, but the thing is. I saw it, like I saw that like coming to ALU, we get to build the university, we get to build the network, we get to build the experience, right? And I I know probably no other university in the US can give me this. You can give you the con- the content, the curriculum, but like this is life. I want the experience is completely you know? different. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, after 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 Obama finished his speech in the auditorium, we went out to do a community project, and here he is. He walked into the room. Like we we were split into different rooms to paint and to do sleeping bags and stuff. And like we didn't, we never expected it. But like he went and came into our room and, and shook our hands, and it was he spent like 20, 30 wow. minutes with us chatting, and it was like wow, you know, That's this is the guy that you see there, you know, <laughs> and like now okay, we're shaking hands and we're talking about it, and and, right. and 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 even after that, like being part of this network, and it just keeps growing. So definitely, like uh, it just puts you in perspective, right? Like this is like you. If you if you see that what you're doing right now is challenging, no, it's not challenging enough. You need to keep pushing. If um, your dreams aren't big enough, yeah. they, if, it if, if the dreams don't scare you, then yeah. they're not big enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So what other things did you learn um, during that Barack Obama Foundation event? Was uh, it an event? Or yeah, it, it, was it was a summit. Conference? It was like okay. a four days, uh, four days like intensive program. But definitely, like, I would say, so the thing is with most of these programs, right, there is not really like one, you know, 
like content that you would walk, walk away with. Right. But it's more about the network and the kind of speakers that you get to interact with. Because that was a lot of network yeah. and network yes. within that space. Yes. Like, no, I walked out with like a lot of like really like high caliber people from across Africa, from politicians. We had uh, young ministers from across the continent attending. We had uh, journalists. We had like academics. So yeah, no, I, I say like definitely to take away the network and usually this kind of events is the network. Uh, but just seeing entrepreneurs as well and entrepreneurship and how critical it is, like because we had like the founder of Stripe, right? Like from the US, the, he he attended the summit as well and he was one of the speakers. So seeing like how you know uh, fintech is 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 a powerful tool that we need to to utilize more or redesign for our own needs, right? right? Because they are like Stripe is making a huge impact on Africa, but like I see like we we can also put our put like you know put our chance in the hat and see what we can do with it. Right. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. I'm overwhelmed with the information <laughs> that you just provided. Yeah. So let's dial it down a bit. What are your hobbies? Mm. What do you enjoy doing? Okay. Interesting one. I, I would say cycling. I enjoy going like going cycling. Right. Uh, photography as well. Wow. Right. Yeah. Um. I was just chatting with the producer of this podcast. Like. Right. Um, like because because I put myself in, in uncomfortable situations, so I tend to pick up a lot of skills. Right. So. Uh, even like you know, for TEDx, we were like I'm the one who edited and edited the videos and like sound, you know, filmmaking and film editing. That's part of what I do. Right. Uh, but yeah, I would say like one of like definitely. So what I enjoy doing on campus is going on walks in the in the road down there. Just, okay. You know, picking someone like chatting with a friend or someone I want to know, get to know, and like we'll go walk a couple of rounds, just chatting and getting to know people. Um, that is really uncomfortable, yeah. but yeah. at the same time, like a whole new experience. Yeah, because I see, I see, like it's only when you talk to people and when you when you get to see life from their perspective, you get also to reflect on your own, right? right? You get to see, okay, ah, actually, I'm missing this point, or this is an interesting thing, or like the, we can collaborate in some sorts, right? That's crazy. So yeah, speaking to people is uh, can be a hobby, I would say. <laughs> Yeah. That's a really good one. So, yeah. what what books are you reading right now? Uh, so right now I'm like I, we just finished exams, so definitely I'm I'm still picking up. You're stuff. just unwinding. Yeah, just... yeah, but but like a book that I like I'm definitely intending to read is called the Culture Code, right? Oh, what's, um, what's that about? Basically, the thing is like how because everyone is really interested about like data and like um, coding and programming and this kind of stuff, but then how does this relate? How, what is our social code, right? right. How like within cultures, within subcultures. Uh, and especially when, when it comes to forming teams or like how can, like, because we will be working with teams every day of our lives almost, right? right? So how will you understand the dynamics and seeing, you know, basically how can you influence people and, and be, be like, you know, the, the middle ground for everyone, right? Because usually people would tend to take opposite sides of our conversations. Right. Like how can you be the person who's, you know, the, I would say the sound of reason or like who would understand Neutral. where everyone is coming from yeah. and like try to communicate across borders, across cultures right yeah, yeah okay so what what has been your favorite book or your favorite read rather ah uh, that's a tough one really um, i don't think so <laughs> it, it would be the thing is like i uh, like i generally I, like i read a lot like in entrepreneurship and uh, and business right? yeah so definitely good good to great uh zero to like zero to hero there's a lot of books about it uh but yeah at this point it's pretty hard to think about like one book that one like stands out because i would say it's all of them they contr- you take away from it right it's yeah i remember like one of them facilitators i had at some point they were saying you know along your journey until you like you become 30 ish you keep you keep you know you imagine yourself like in a shopping mall or like in a supermarket right you're walking across you know picking pieces of knowledge or people and putting it in your bag yeah. right and, and then it's only when you need it you can search in it and you find oh actually that book I learned from it that thing. Right? Yeah. I met that person who inspired that thing, right? 
So, so you just draw lessons from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and this is the whole point of, you know, reading or watching videos or talking to people. It's just like, take, take, like taking what's important to you or what you seem as like interested in and just keeping it there. You would never know when you, do, you would need it, but if you need it, it will be there for you. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So you have a vast amount <laughs> of knowledge here. Um, so any last words as we wrap up? Um, hmm. I would say uh, for people on campus, because or like students in general, right. as I'm exiting my university life in a few weeks. <laughs> Humble brag. No, okay. no, no, no. Honestly, not. It's a scary moment, you know, because right. like it's in the first time of your life, you have no structures, right? You don't have classes. You don't have assignments. If you want to sit back in your room and chill, like you can be, do it. No, be yourself. You know, <laughs> no one is going to be like you know running after you, right? Right. Uh, but I would say just keep challenging yourself because it's pretty easy to settle back and sit in your room, right? No, like there is nothing wrong with spending time with yourself, but try every semester at least or every week to do something new or challenging for you, right? right? Because this is the only way that you grow, right? By by putting yourself in, you know, new situations or uncomfortable positions, it's it's the only way for you to, you know, to, to find what you're good at. Right. Especially that like not all of us have, uh, you know, that self-awareness, it requires a lot of practice, right? So putting yourself in practice in such situations, you would, uh, you would, you would, you would grow your leadership skills, you would grow your personal skills, uh, professional skills, it's just all by practicing all of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. For those of you listening out there, explore yourself, explore challenges, mm -hmm. try something new, talk to people, make it a hobby maybe. Um, yeah, thank you so much Osam, for of being course. with us today. It was today. a pleasure. I hope we get to see you again because yeah. this is really <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, yes, today we're talking about leading self, self-awareness to be precise. Um, this has been the AOE Podcast, Entrepreneur Leadership in Africa. I've been your host, Savannah Ogo. See you next time.